the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. Opinions expressed may not reflect those of Salem Media of Colorado or its sponsors. This is Life in Colorado, a radio news magazine about the issues, events, and the unique life we live in the Centennial State. Welcome to Life in Colorado. I'm Mark Howington, and with me, Nick McKinley, CEO of an organization called Deliver Fund. First of all, Nick, welcome to the program. Well, thank you for having me. Nick, human trafficking is the problem that your organization focuses in on, and we would definitely want to talk about how you got going with this, especially since you were in the Air Force as a para-rescuer, and then later you were part of the CIA. What part of that journey led you to found this Deliver Fund and tackle the problem of human trafficking? It's a it's an interesting story, uh, you know. Being in the special operations world in in pararescue, uh, we were you know we we saw human trafficking, but we didn't necessarily know what it exactly what it was. Uh, and it wasn't until I was actually doing some private personnel recovery work after I left the uh, the Air Force and before I joined the CIA. And um, when I was doing that work, I ended up working with an FBI agent on a. Uh, a case where somebody had gone missing in Cabo San Lucas, and the FBI agent said it sounds like trafficking. You're talking about an American, and I just thought to myself, "Whoa, that, that can't be human trafficking." I've I've been through all the the training that the Air Force makes us do. Uh, human trafficking is when you know people are shipped over to another country and in shipping containers and forced to work in sweatshops, and and so he really gave me an education on what human trafficking really was. And that led to just a period of study where I was I was reading every book I could find on the issue, uh, and and kind of becoming a, a a de facto go-to person within my community on the human trafficking problem. Uh, fast forward to uh, me being overseas, uh, doing some counterterrorism and counter narcotics work, and we ended up with some intelligence on a human trafficker. This wasn't somebody who, you know, built bombs and also happened to traffic people. This is somebody who their sole job was trafficking people. And there wasn't anywhere to send that intelligence. And that was what really made me start looking around for who had the ball on the human trafficking issue, who, who could really get it into the end zone. And what I found was that through yet even more study was that human trafficking was a, a, a prolific problem overseas, but there was also a very prolific problem right here in the United States of America. And the folks who were doing the heavy lifting and the fight against human trafficking were predominantly state and local law enforcement officers. And so it was the state and local law enforcement officers who needed equipment, uh, in terms of, of really technology, they needed training, um, and they needed intelligence support to be able to find human traffickers and put them away. 
so I thought that's a problem I can solve, and so gathered some friends, and uh, here we are six years later. Wow, and I definitely want to dive into what your organization does, especially for local law enforcement. But I'm just going to be honest, Nick. I, as you describe this problem of human trafficking, and that it's not the stereotype of you know some girls in a shipping container, but that it's a real problem, and not that that's not a problem because it certainly is, but it's also a real problem right here in the United States. And in fact, you know, you go to your website, and one of the things I'm just going to be flat out honest, it's got me shaking. Uh, I'm seeing on your website this together we can keep our children safe. A picture of two wonderful, precious girls, and I'm thinking, are they at risk? Is is it possible that these two precious girls that are pictured on your website could be victims of human trafficking? Is that possible? Absolutely, it is. Uh, one of the things that we, as a uh, you know, as an American society, need to start wrapping our heads around and addressing, is that human trafficking in America is a very American problem. This is not a border issue. Um, you know, people often confuse human smuggling. You know, people who are bring, being brought across the borders by coyotes. Um, you know, which is which is a choice. They they want to be smuggled into America. Uh, with human trafficking, which is where somebody's being forced to perform some type of labor through either fraud, force, or coercion, and somebody else is receiving the economic benefit of their labor. It's slavery. I mean, that's all human trafficking is. is a, it's a fancy word for slavery. And it's alive and well in America today. And the predominant form is commercial sex slavery. So you have... American, predominantly men, but there, there's also uh, there's also women who are enslaving predominantly teenage girls, though it does happen to uh, young boys and adult women as well, for the purposes of selling them to predominantly American men. This is a very American problem, and it's something that, that we need to address as a, as a society. So one of the things you mentioned, and I think that also breaks a stereotype, even though it is primarily, I'm sure, sex trafficking, it's it's also other types of, as you mentioned, slavery or forced labor. So who then would be what we might call potential targets? Talk about the person or persons or children, or you mentioned teens, or does it even happen with adults who could possibly be targeted? And, and then how does that happen? I mean, obviously, we hear of children who go missing. I was thinking, you know, a lot of kids that we see on milk cartons possibly could be victims of human trafficking. So let's talk about that scope. How How is it that someone could become a victim of human trafficking? How are they attracted, uh, for example, to someone who might make them false promises? And then uh, just talk about how it goes from there. Anybody who is vulnerable, right, any population that is vulnerable is, is vulnerable to human traffickers. I mean, human traffickers are not trying to, uh, trying to enslave the, you know, the teenager with great parental support and access to economic resources, uh, who has a strong self-esteem, who, uh, who has their life together, uh, or at least appears to. Um, it's not that those those predominantly girls are not are not 
are not vulnerable. Um, they definitely are, but that's not who the human trafficker spends their time targeting. The human trafficker spends their time targeting the 12-year-old girl who just posted on Instagram that she's mad at her dad. Uh, that's who the human trafficker uh, targets. Or that same girl who maybe doesn't have a dad, who lacks a positive male role model in her life, uh, who doesn't have access to economic resources, whose single mom is working two jobs, so she's undersupervised, uh, right? Who has, you know, access to the internet, and now we're in the middle of COVID, and we've taken away the one bit of structure that a lot of these underprivileged kids had, which was school. So, so you mentioned you mentioned runaways. Now, runaways are definitely vulnerable, regardless of what they're running away from. If they're out on their own, they're definitely vulnerable, and human traffickers know where to find them. The National Center for Missing Exploited Children, which is who puts those pictures on those milk cartons, actually, um, by their own statistics, says that uh, one in six runaway kids actually enters the human trafficking cycle. So it's not whether or not the, the kid on the back of the milk carton has been trafficked. It's whether or not they are, you know, they're, they're the one in the six that we know is trafficked. That's really, it's all scary thoughts of what you're talking about. Nick McKinley, CEO of Deliver Fund, and we'll get into a little bit more about your organization in a moment. But we, we really want to talk, continue to talk about this potential for anyone who is listening right now to maybe you're a parent. And as you talked about, Nick, you've got some daughters who perhaps are posting online. And, you know, social media has become really this opportunity for you to publicly mention all the stuff that's going on in your life. And it seems like you mentioned that there are some key words or phrases or situations that someone who is running a human trafficking ring is actually looking for. So that all by itself is scary because social media, especially for the the teens and, and uh, younger generation, has become a primary way to communicate, and it's very, very public. So talk about maybe we need to cover this the subject of safety online. So safety online has been dumped, or, or is actually the number one thing that parents need to be worried about. Um, we see homes, especially middle-class neighborhoods, you know, will have really good locks and security systems and cameras. That's not, the human trafficker is not going to show up to the front door and, and take your, your daughter out of the house. That's, that's not how that happens. What they do is they'll spend a period of months, sometimes over a year, uh, cultivating and grooming a relationship online. They're coming in over your internet connection. That's where we need the locks and the security cameras. Uh, that's where we need to make sure that we're not letting you know, human traffickers converse with, with, our, uh, with our children. Uh, but it's even bigger than that. What human traffickers prey on, uh, especially with teenage girls, is they, they, they prey on low self-esteem, they prey on, and, and, and they manipulate them. So helping our children to understand that no one person can solve all your problems. There is no, uh, you know, there is no, especially for the girls, no man who is going to show up and make their life better and make everything perfect. That's, that's not a thing. 
Uh, and any time that they, they think that, you know, this could be somebody that they've communicated with online who is, is, uh, is trying to, uh, you know, tell them all the great things that they've ever wanted to hear, we need to train our children to step back and say, wait a minute, is this person trying to separate me from my, from my family, from my support network? Are they trying to isolate me? Are they, are they only telling me things that I want to hear even though I know they're not true? And if those things are happening, that's a huge red flag that they are being targeted by a human trafficker, and, uh, and they just need to cease communication. And for parents, it's, it, it's, it's basically about just being a good parent and being nosy and knowing what's going on in your child's life, knowing who they're talking to online. And when you start to see demeanor shifts um, that are associated with a lot of online activity, that's, that's a problem that needs to be addressed. It doesn't mean that it's human trafficking related, but it very well may be. And the consequences of not addressing that, if it is human trafficking related, are, are life-altering. Oh, it sounds like it. Nick uh, uh, McKinley, again, CEO of Deliver Fund. I'm, I'm going to take a, a sort of a little rabbit trail just for a moment, Nick, because uh, it amazes me that the program that we had just last week was from the Mental Health Center of Denver. And so one of the things that occurred to me is that those these two programs can be linked together. I won't spend too much time on it, but it definitely head to our website, 947fmtheword.com or knus.com and click on the podcast for Life in Colorado to find out more of that. But I also wanted to give the Colorado Crisis Line, uh, which is 844-9... I'd make that 844-493-8255. That number again, 844-493-8255. And the reason that line exists, even though it's called a crisis line, is that if you feel like you're struggling at all with any... The issues that are going on in your life, you are free to call that line and just find somebody to talk to. And, and Nick, I can imagine that's probably a first step. You, you've mentioned that, okay, maybe there are some, in particular, girls, in particular teenage or young adult girls who are feeling like their life at home is not doing so well. So perhaps a phone call like that would be helpful. But what about parents? How can parents Make sure that what the and I I can I'll just be honest, Nick. As a parent, I found myself uh, not sure what to do a lot of times to even build relationships with my own kids, especially as they got to those rebellious teenage years. And it's pretty typical, for example, that that uh, teenage daughters, you know, will go against their moms, and teenage boys will go against their dads. But how how then do you shore up these relationships so that so that kids don't go online looking for that support you just talked about? Oh, I, I am by no means qualified to, to speak about how parents should, uh, um, you know, should, should build the relationships with their kids. Um, but what I can say is uh, w- when you look at the human trafficking problem and the way that human traffickers work, it is, uh, it's best to, to teach your kids how they work uh, so on Deliver Fund's YouTube channel, which you can find just by searching Deliver Fund um, in YouTube, uh, we have a whole series of videos uh, called Hunting with the Huntress. Uh, and Kara Smith, who the team has dubbed, dubbed uh, the Huntress, she actually does these little one- and two-minute videos um, that show how human traffickers work. 
And so for parents to educate themselves on how human traffickers work, just like they educate themselves on, you know, how, you know, uh, their, uh, their children's friends might you know, try to get them involved in drugs or pornography or, or something along those lines, they need to educate themselves on how the human trafficker works so that they can, they can let their children know um, so that even if it's not their child, their child might recognize uh, the grooming process happening with one of their friends and then, you know, tell their parents who can hopefully, uh, you know, take some action and get law enforcement and the other parents involved. So, Nick, I'm going to say that because of the audience that I know we have at our radio stations, probably not a lot of teenagers and and young adults listening, our audience tends to go a little more older. Do you do you think then that these YouTube videos, and again, you find them at Deliver Fun, just do that search on YouTube, uh, could a parent sit down with their kids and, and, and watch them together, and then would that then foster a good discussion? Uh, yeah, so it, obviously um, it would depend on the age of the, age of the child, because uh, some of the content can be uh, a little harsh. Uh, but it is very much the reality of what happens, and so uh, I think that that's a that's a great thing. Of, uh, you know, depending on what the parent is 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 trying to accomplish and what the child's age is, so I'd recommend that the parents actually watch a few of the videos first. You know, they're they're very very short, uh, just a couple of minutes each. Um, watch the video first themselves before exposing their child to it. Nick McKinley, again, is the CEO of Deliver Fund. You can find their website at deliverfund.org. What else can parents do, Nick, that can help prevent this problem of human trafficking? Uh, really, the biggest thing that, that parents can do besides, uh, besides uh, educating their own children is, uh, is really two things. One, Support the organizations that are fighting this on a daily basis. You know, what we do at Deliver Fund, we go after the human trafficker. We help law enforcement find out who the human trafficker is, right? Who's behind that fake Facebook profile or that fake Instagram profile? Who is the human trafficker? Where is the human trafficker? So that law enforcement can take action against that human trafficker and put them in jail. Because you cannot have a human trafficking victim. Your child cannot become a human trafficking victim if there isn't a human trafficker. It's the common denominator denominator in the equation, and so that's what we look to remove. Uh, and the second thing is um, hold your hold your politicians accountable. So if you go to your local law enforcement, ask if they have a full-time human trafficking detective unit. You'll find that they probably don't. That's why we exist at Deliver Fund is to provide that capability for them. And when you have politicians who say that they're very, you know, they're, they're, they're very interested in getting to the bottom of the human trafficking problem, well, the next question needs to be, show me the budget line item that funds my law enforcement units or my law enforcement department's human trafficking unit. And if they can't show you that, then it, it really begs the question, do they really care about the human trafficking issue that much? Why do we have sidewalks funded, but we don't have a human trafficking unit within our law enforcement department funded? Those are very real questions, and politicians need to be held accountable for the answers. Nick, let's talk a little bit more then about Deliver Fund. One of the things that you do 
which uh, as as you're talking, I'm definitely realizing the need for uh, local law enforcement agencies to be properly equipped to handle human trafficking, and especially as we've talked about that really an, 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 a teenage girl who might be your daughter could very well become that victim, but they can't, I love the way you put it, become that victim if there isn't a human trafficker. So one of the things that you do is that you have created a human trafficking database that you've made available to local law enforcement. I love this description. Uh, we've reduced the time it takes to identify a victim from several weeks to a few hours. Talk about that database. Yes. Uh, when we started looking at the human trafficking problem, you know, I come from a counterterrorism background, and so I, I very much used that lens and that training to develop these solutions. And within counterterrorism, there is uh, an organization in Virginia called the Counterterrorism Center that coordinates counterterrorism efforts globally. That's one of the reasons why we've been so successful in the fight against uh, terrorism globally as a country. Well, why aren't we doing the same thing for the fight against human trafficking? Uh, and the reality is that now at the Liver Fund, we are. One of the biggest problems was access to data. Uh, I talked before about how there is no there isn't a federal law enforcement agency that has the lead on the fight against human trafficking. There's incredible investigators at the DOJ and the, you know, the FBI uh, writ large, at Department of Homeland Security, at many other federal law enforcement agencies who are doing their best. There's just not very many of them. The preponderance of law enforcement effort in this country is state and local law enforcement, and they are not connected for human trafficking uh, data across one database. Uh, and so we built the largest, cleanest human trafficking database in the existence of the world, and we give it for free to law enforcement officers who can't afford access to it because they're not funded for this fight. Uh, and that allows them to coordinate their cases across the country. It allows them to uh, get from, again, instead of it taking weeks to identify a human trafficker, it now takes a matter of hours. And we're scaling up that software to, to the point that really within, uh, God willing, within the next 24 months, that matter of hours will actually become a matter of minutes. So that's, that's really the, the, the crux of the problem when you talk about fighting human trafficking at the scale at which it's happening. It's data collection and analysis and meaningful intelligence being brought to the attention of the law enforcement officer who needs it. So appreciate your organization being there. And one of the other pieces that you do, uh, it's just labeled Thrive on your website. Once victims are rescued, Deliver Fund helps them heal by connecting them with support services and other survivors. And I just love the fact that you are offering uh, support as well. Talk about that piece. Yes, uh, our Thrivers program was really developed out of uh, a need that we saw within the human trafficking fight. There are incredible organizations out there that are doing the rest restoration of victims uh, for, uh, you know, victims of, of human trafficking so that they can get, you know, they can deal with their addiction issues, they can deal with their trauma issues, and they can really get to the point that they are, you know, able to function in society. Well, when they leave those restoration homes, now what? 
some of them want to tell their stories. Uh, the, the two survivors that we have uh, within Deliver Fund right now, Tamiya Nagy and Sandy Storm. Uh, Sandy runs our our Thrivers program. She's a human trafficking uh, thriver herself, uh, and she is a shining example of what is possible. Uh, we just now, it just took her a long time to get there. She's working with us to shorten that time for other human trafficking survivors. So when they come out of the restoration process, they can go into some type of professional development through our Thrivers program that will help them uh, become the people that they, you know, that they want to be. Nick McKinley, CEO of Deliver Fund. You have one minute. Give us your elevator speech. What is Deliver Fund? We are a nonprofit private intelligence organization that equips, trains, and advises law enforcement and the proper authorities for the fight against human trafficking. Because we believe and we know for fact that the best way to prevent human trafficking is to make sure that there are no human traffickers. And so that's where we focus, and that's the work that we do daily to protect your children. Nick, um, I'm thinking as you've talked about law enforcement, somebody listening, could they contact their local law enforcement office and say, hey, have you heard of this? And, and maybe you should look into this. Uh, absolutely. Um, we, we are here to serve law enforcement and serve your communities. So uh, if, you, if your law enforcement officers have not heard of us and are not working with us and are interested, definitely have them uh, reach out to us. They can go to deliverfund.law. Uh, that's L-A-W, just like it sounds, and they uh, can sign up and get the access to the resources they need. And for the general population, deliverfund.org, and I just want to throw this in, Nick, that there is a donate button there, and I think this is a very worthy cause. Nick McKinley, CEO of Deliver Fund, thank you so much for being a part of Life in Colorado. If you have questions or comments about today's program, please call 303-750-5687 or email us at lifeincolorado at salemdenver.com. Life in Colorado is a public affairs presentation of Salem Media of Colorado.